only promote the truth. Happy, happy, happy feast of first fruits. This happens to be, in my opinion, a very overlooked festival, and we need to bring the proper attention to it right here, right now. The feast of first fruits. You'll notice that in Yahuwah's commands, as he commands us to observe his seven festivals throughout the year that he has particular order when it comes to these. And all of these point to the plan of salvation. So keep in mind when we talk about the feast or the festival of first fruits that is pointing towards the plan of redemption, our salvation. That's how important this particular subject and this feast is. So what I want to do is I want to go to the computer, I want to share my screen, and I want to take you to, let's start with Weirikra, sign name Leviticus, and let's go take a look real quick over at, ah, uh, let's start at Weirikra, and let's go to 23, okay? And then we're going to come back, as you saw I had on the screen, I've been doing a little studying before I got here. And I, I just want to kind of really talk from the spirit. I came straight out of study and I said, I'm going to press record and I'm going to talk to the nation of Yashriel, those who call on the name of Yahuwah, those who are coming to Yashriel in the name of Yahuwah. I want to speak to you so that you have knowledge, you have wisdom to be able to conduct your life accordingly. So as we see here in Weirika, Yahuwah, in the 23rd chapter of Weirika, sign name Leviticus, in the 23rd chapter, he lays out his seven feasts. What I want to bring attention to today is the Feast of First Fruits, because as of the recording of this particular message, it is the Feast of First Fruits. So let's take a look at what Yahuwah has to say about it. And Yahuwah spoke to Musha, saying, Speak to the children of Yashriel and say to them, when you come into the land which I give you and shall reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before Yahuwah for your acceptance on the morrow, meaning the next day, after the Shabbat, the priest waves it. This has some incredible significance tied to it already about how important the calendar is. You're going to hear me saying this over and over and over. It's critical that we learn to get back to the calendar, the creator's calendar, the calendar of the creator, his timekeeping, because he's telling us to do things based on certain days. So when we capture here that the first fruits, the feast of first fruits 
in verse 11 of chapter 23 of Waverica, and he shall wave the sheet before Yahuwah for your acceptance on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest waves it. Now, what does what do I mean? I'm talking about knowing the calendar. Well, if we come back up and we pay attention to the Passover, which is the first feast of the year, these, look at verse four, these are the appointed times of Yahuwah set apart gatherings, which you are to proclaim at their appointed times. Yahuwah says, not at any particular time, but the time that I appoint them. When he appoints the time is when we are to observe them. Now he's going to tell us how to tell the time and when he wants that appointed time to happen. In the first new moon, verse five, in the first new moon, on the 14th day of the new moon, between the evenings is the Passah to Yahuwah. So the Passover, the Passah, is taking place on the 14th day. Since when? The new moon. So you have to know when the new moon is, and that's why we're coming out with an app that's going to allow everyone to keep close track of time. We've got an app. We utilize the technology to make this simple. You can do it without a, an app. You can go pay attention to what Yahuwah created. Go over in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. And Alua said, let lights come to be in the expanse of the heavens, right? To separate day from the night and let them be for signs. Now, what's critical here? Appointed times. That's on message here. We're talking about appointed times and for days and years. This is specifically talking about time. There's no way we could get around that this is talking about time. And to this subject, appointed times. So when we go back to Weirukra, chapter 23, and he says on the 14th day, so when we look at the new moon, so on the Gregorian calendar, which is named after Pope Gregory, so we know there's something wrong there, that someone has hijacked the calendar. Yes, the Romans hijacked the calendar, and they named this particular calendar that the world follows today, as was prophesied in Daniel, Daniel, sign named Daniel, chapter 7, verse 25, that the beast power would think to change times and laws. He's done it. Revelation 12, 9 has come true, and the beast power. The beast, Satan, the serpent goes about and deceives the entire world. And I had to come to that revelation that I had been deceived. So if you haven't known this before, it's not a time for pride. It wasn't a time for me to be prideful. Yes, we can be hurt. We can go, I didn't know that before. But we've got to look back at what the scripture says, when Yahuwah says, I give grace to the humble, but I resist the proud. So when you're faced with truth and you have tradition that's been followed through all these years of our lives, you've got to set tradition aside. And there's some folks that are going to hear this and they've not got caught up in tradition. There's new generations being born. My son was born into the name of Yahuwah. 
He doesn't know any other way other than the way we're training and we're teaching here now. Hallelujah. And so we've got to know that we were deceived, but we've got to come back. So in the Gregorian calendar, the year 2022, at the time I've recorded this message, on April the 1st, 2022 Gregorian calendar, it just so happened to work out this year, that the new moon fell on April the 1st. It just so happened, right? That's not going to be that way every year. It just so happened this year. Now, on the 14th day of the new moon, so at the time of this recording is day 16. So two days ago, okay, so two days ago. So right now on the Gregorian calendar, the, the Gregorian is called today Saturday, okay? I'm not going to get into all the pagan meanings behind that right now, but we know that we don't follow Saturn. But today on the Gregorian calendar called Saturday. What was two days ago? It was Thursday on the Gregorian calendar. We don't follow Thor, but I'm telling you on the Gregorian calendar, they call it Thursday. So two days ago was the 14th. On the 14th, when it came to evening on the 14th, the day started when the dawn came up. And so the dawn of the 14th, Gregorian calendar, it was the new day on the 14th. But Yahuwah said, wait. In the evening, look right here. Look here on verse five. In the first new moon on the 14th day of the new moon between the evenings is the Pesach, okay? Now watch what he says. On the 15th day of this new moon, which was yesterday, which the Gregorian calendar calls that Friday, which was yesterday, of this new moon is the festival of Matsut. Unleavened bread. Seven days you eat unleavened bread. So yesterday, <clears throat> Gregorian calendar happened to be Friday. It's not this way every year. I want to make a special, special, special note on that. It just so happens that the new moon fell this way. But listen to me. This is, this is important. So Thursday, in the afternoon, the lamb was slain. Yahuwah gave his son, Yahusha, the Messiah, Hamashiach, was slain on the 14th day around 2,000 years ago in the afternoon. It is commonly known that he died around 3 p.m. in Yerushalayim, sign named Jerusalem, okay? So he passed away around 3 p.m. Okay, on that day, that's counted as a day he passed away. That's that first day. The second day, which is the 15th day of the new moon, is called the Feast of Eleven Bread. Why? Because Yahusha went and took the keys back of death. It says he went into Sheol and took the keys back of death. So we're to celebrate by removing the leaven out of our homes and out of our lives. All that, that represents sin, okay? That's the second day. 
Now, what happens on the third day from the time he passed away on the 14th of the new moon of the year, which happens to be the first of the year? On the third day, he told us he would rise again. He would resurrect from the grave, and he would then become the first fruits of those that were sleeping in the grave. That's another lesson to learn from. I'll do a special training on that. When people die, they don't go anywhere. They don't go to heaven. They don't go to hell. They go to sleep. How do we know that? Because the scriptures tells us that people go to sleep, but confirmation is Yahusha is the first fruits. So what Yahuwah was doing with this festival years ago is he was saying what? Let's keep progressing here. He says on chapter, uh, verse six, chapter 23, when he gets through talking about seven days, you eat 11 bread. On the first day, you have a set-apart gathering. You do no servo work. So we did a celebration and a set-apart gathering yesterday, which was the 15th of the, of the new moon. And you should bring an offering by fire to Yahuwah for seven days. On the seventh day, it is set apart gathering. You do no serve or work. So we're still in the festival of Matsut during these seven days. But during these seven days, we also have another festival called the Feast of First Fruits. Now, yesterday, okay, on the Gregorian calendar was the 15th, and it happened to be called Friday. Get a big wake-up call here. Because yesterday was the Shabbat, the Sabbath, the real seventh day, based on the new moon that took place. The new moon sets the new month every single month. That's why this is so critical, so you don't get deceived. That's why Yahuwah says, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's why there's only going to be a remnant that get this. Because how many people do you know love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and their strength? The big one is their mind. Mind means you got to be digging. Yeah, you can say, I got a feeling and emotion in my heart for the creator, but do you research? Do you reason like the Bereans did? That's what we're doing right here, right now. I'm bringing you to a process of reasoning. So now, what do we have? If yesterday was the 15th day of the month, which also happened to be the Shabbat, the Sabbath, okay? So we know that Yahushua was not killed on the Sabbath. He was not impaled sign name crucified on the Sabbath. We know that wasn't, that didn't happen. He was taken on the day before, on preparation day. So he died and was passed away on the 14th. 15th, he goes to Sheol. On the 16th today, he raises from the dead. And guess what they say? Guess what the scripture says? And Yahuwah spoke to Musha saying, speak to the children of Israel. And you shall say to them, when you come into the land which I give you and shall reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheep of the first fruits of your harvest to the who? Priest. Who has become our high priest? Yahusha. So not only did he become our first fruits, 
he became the high priest. So he took over the priesthood. That's why so many people out there in the world today in the, in the organized religious organization are so frustrated. And, they, and they're calling themselves priests. Yahushua took back the priesthood. He is now the high priest. And he's the first fruits of those that have raised from the dead. But Yahuwah was giving us practice all the way up until Yahushua came. And he's given us practice all the way till he returns. Okay, now watch. And he shall wave the sheep before Yahuwah on verse 11 for your acceptance. When? On the morrow, the next day after the Shabbat. So yesterday was the Shabbat, not today. You've got people around the whole world that have fallen for the Saturday and the Sunday delusion. They fell for it because Satan is hard at work. He's got people to go follow a different timekeeping mechanism rather than the timekeeping mechanism of the creator. And so he can get people not to worship Yahuwah on his what? Appointed days. So yesterday was the Shabbat. On, in, in the year 2022 on the Gregorian calendar, the time of this teaching, it'll be different next year because of how the new moons fall. But that's okay. No one can mess with the moon or the sun. That sets the year. The, year. the sun sets the year. The moon sets the month. Simple. Nobody can mess with Yahuwah's creation. That's why he is the creator. That's why he told us to look. You see that on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest waves it. Okay. And on that day, you shall wave the sheep. So today we should be waving. What's our sheep? Do we have to take anything to a priest? No. So then you got to say, what's our sheep today? We learned the lessons then. What do we do today? I'm going to teach you. You shall prepare a male lamb, a year old, been done. Yahushua was the male lamb. A perfect one, been done. He was perfect. As an ascending offering to Yahuwah, he ascended to Yahuwah, been done. And his grain offering, two-tenths of an ephah, of fine flour mixed with oil, been done. Yahushua did that with the disciples at the Last Supper. An offering made, an offering made by fire to Yahuwah, sweet fragrance, and a drink offering, done. What did he pass around? The wine, one-fourth of a hen of wine. What did Yahushua pass around to the disciples? It's been done. Do we do this in remembrance? Yes. Do we have to do it with the priest? No. And you do not eat bread or roasted grain or fresh bread until the same day that you have brought an offering to your Elua. All right. Now, my challenge to you today, have you brought the offering to Yahuwah based upon what you need to do today? Back then, they had to bring it to the priest. What do you have to bring? What do I have to bring? What do we have to bring to Yahuwah today? Because it states here, oh, a law forever 
throughout your generations in all your dwellings. So now let's get some instruction. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's go over to the brick Kadasha, the new Sunday New Testament, and let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let's go to chapter 15. Let's start reading what Brother Shaul had to say here. But brothers, I make known to you the good news, which was brought as good news to you, which you also did receive, and in which you stand, through which also you are, are being saved. I want everybody to stop for a second. And I want you to capture this. You are being saved. It didn't say you are saved. You got to work out your, you have to live out your salvation. This once saved, always saved, where did that come from? That's not scriptural. We have to live out our salvation. Brother Shaw taught that. He says, lest I run the whole race and don't receive my crown. Are we listening to what has been taught? We must humble ourselves in love, in love. I'm coming to you with full passion and love because I want you to walk in the right way. So this is important. That little verse right there is important for your soul so that you stay ready. Every day you work, wake up, you work out your salvation. You live out your salvation. If you hold fast, did you notice what he said here? If you hold fast that word I brought to you, hold fast means you can't let it go. Can you choose to let it go? Can you say, I love you, Yahusha? Thank you for giving me eternal life. And then can you let it go? The scripture says, yes, you can. Hold fast that word I brought as good news to you. Otherwise, look what he says. You have believed in vain. That means that one time they did believe. But they did so in vain if they don't walk, if they don't what? Hold fast. You got to hold fast to that word that I brought as good news to you. I'm bringing you the good news today. For I have delivered to you at the first that which I also received, that Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures. The only scriptures that was around then was the Tanakh, sign name Old Testament. That's the only scriptures that was around. And that he was buried and that he was raised the third day, today, first fruits day, according to what? The scriptures. He's not talking about his opinion. And that he was seen by Kappa, sign name Peter, which his name means the rock is Yahuwah, then by the twelve. Who's the 12, right? The, 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 the taught ones, the disciples. And after he was seen by over 500 brothers at one time, of whom the greater part remained till now, he's saying that there was 500 other people that saw Yahusha at one time. He said, and what does he say? He says, of whom a great, so the most part of them, the greater part of those who saw Yahusha at the time Paul's writing this, till now are they still are living. He said, we got a lot of witnesses here. He goes, but some have what? 
confirmation of what I was teaching earlier. Fallen asleep. Some have fallen asleep. Look what Shaul's going to teach here about first fruits. After that, he was seen by Yacoub, a disciple, sign named Jacob. Then by all the emissaries, the rest of the disciples, Kappa, Yahukin, and John, Matit, Yahu, Matthew, right? Mark, Marku. And the last of all, he was seen by me. When was he seen? When did Shaul, Shaul see him? On the road to what? Damascus. As if one born prematurely. So Shaul's going, man, I'm trying to figure out what I'm even doing in this. Look what he says. For I am the least of the emissaries who am not worthy to be called an emissary. What is Shaul demonstrating here? The humbleness that we all should demonstrate when we find out the truth, not the pride of tradition, the, the, just saying, my goodness, Shaul, who did all this teaching, is saying he wasn't even worthy to be called a disciple, an emissary. Why? He says, because I persecuted the assembly of Elua, of Yahuwah. But by favor, grace, by grace, that's favor. Of Alua, I am what I am. He's saying, I, I am one of his emissaries. And his favor toward me was not in vain, but I labored much more than they all. Yet not I, but the favor of Alua with me. He's saying, I went to work more than just as much as anybody to spread the great news, the good news, what he started this out with. Remember up at the top, what he said, the good news, the good news. He said, I went to work. Now watch. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim and so you believe. So he's saying, whether I told you or one of the other emissaries told you or one of the 500 told you, no matter what, Whoever tells you, as long as you get the word. Now, he's building up to teaching us about the first fruits. And if Messiah, if we're going to proclaim Messiah, Yahushua, is proclaimed that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Because there was a big argument about is there a resurrection of the dead? So Paul is establishing Absolutely. He said, I saw him. He's, first he said, Kappa saw him, Yakub, the 12 saw him, 500 other people saw him. Many of them are still living. So we saw him resurrect. And now he's going to say in verse 13, and if there is no such resurrection of the dead, then Messiah has not been raised. He said, ain't no sense you believe it in Yahushua. If you don't believe there's a resurrection of the dead, why? It's important towards this festival. And if Messiah has not been raised, then our proclaiming is empty and your belief also empty. And we are also found false witnesses of Alua, Yahuwah, because we have, have witnessed, we have witnessed of Alua that he raised up Messiah. He goes, because now if we told you something different, we'd be a lie. Because we have seen that Yahuwah did raise Yahushua, 
whom he did raise, whom he did not raise up, if then the dead are not raised. He's saying, we saw that he was raised up, so what are you talking about? For if the dead are not raised, then neither Messiah has been raised. And if Messiah has not been raised, your belief to your belief is to no purpose. You are still in your sins. So he said, you are dead. You are done. You have no hope. If Yahusha has not resurrected, he's telling them, just like he's telling us, like we're talking about now, if Yahusha has not resurrected, we have no hope. And if Messiah has not been raised, verse 17, your belief has no purpose. You are still in your sins, verse 18. Then also those who have what? Fallen asleep in Messiah have perished forever. Abraham, Isaac, Yaqub, Daud, David, Shalomah, Eliyahu, Elijah, Yermiyahu, what? Jeremiah, you mean to tell me they all died in vain? Musha, Yahusha, Joshua. No, these people, guess what? It says, verse 18, that also those who have fallen asleep in Messiah, believing in the Messiah, have perished. 19, in, if in this life, only we have the expectation in Messiah. We are all men of the most wretched. So look what he says. If in this life, only we have expectation in Messiah, we are all of men the most wretched when we're in trouble. But now Messiah. So he's saying, if we only are just thinking about a Messiah, and that's all we're thinking about, we're in trouble. He says, this is the key to Messiah. This is the key to this celebration today. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead. And here it is. It has become the what? The first fruit of who? Of those who have fallen asleep. Nobody else before Yahusha had been resurrected. Your mom, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your uncles, your cousins, your great-grandmama, your great-great-great-grand, all these people, great-ass uncles, are still asleep. Yahusha was the first. He, was, he has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since death is through a man, resurrection of the dead is also through a man. For as all die in Adam, so also shall be made alive in Messiah, Yahusha and each in his own order, Messiah, what? The first fruits, reconfirmation, then those who are of Messiah at his coming. When he comes, if you have passed on before he comes, you can have a great expectation, a solid, true expectation. If you die in him, if you run the race to the end, and you believe that he is the first fruits of the resurrected dead that have fallen asleep, you have full confidence that when he comes back, you shall be made alive in him. Verse 22. Verse 23. And each in his own order, okay? Verse 24. 
Then the end, what does he say? When he comes back, he's cropping us up. We do the ruling and reigning. Then the end, when he delivers up the reign to Alua, Yahuwah, the father. When he has brought to naught all rule and authority and, and power. That says all these kingdoms, all these rulers, all these countries, all these governments, and most have trampled over their people. All that rule and authority and power, Yahushua's coming back to take it back, hand over all authority, all rule that works amongst his that are alive with him. That old rule that worked against us is gone. 25, for he has to reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. Remember that 1,000-year reign. For he has to reign. Do you want to rule and reign with him? Believe that he's the first fruit. What's the last enemy? The last enemy to be brought to naught is death. That's why Revelation says, oh, death, where is your sting? He swallowed it up. Verse 27, for he has put all under his feet. But when he says all are put under him, it is clear that he who put all under him is, ex is accepted. He has to be accepted. That means he went through the price. And all are made subject to him. Verse 28, and I'll finish there. Then the son of himself shall also be made subject to him who put all under him in order that Alua, Yahuwah, be all in all. That's deep. That's deep. So this first fruits has now been spelled out to us by Brother Shaul. Do you understand now how important this festival is? It helps us understand how to track time properly, and it helps us understand how to have the proper understanding of what happens in death. Okay, so we're not confused. There's nobody talking to us. Those people say, well, my grandma or my brother came back and talked to me. That ain't your grandmother or your brother. That is a demonic spirit trying to trick you. Don't be tricked. More on that later. I'll do another lesson on that. But we have to believe in Messiah, Yahushua, who said he's the first that's resurrected. Okay, that's critical that we understand that. Now, where does this first fruits come from? How far back does it go? So when I asked you earlier, what have you brought to Yahuwah? What is your sacrifice unto Yahuwah? Well, when did it start? Let's go all the way back in the garden. Actually, outside the garden. Let's go back to Genesis, Bereshach. Let's go to Barashah, sign name Genesis. Let's go to chapter four. Let's talk about Cain and Abal, sign name Cain and Abel. Y'all know you know that story. Let's read these first seven verses. And Adam knew Kua, not Eve, her real name is Kua, his wife. And she conceived and bore and bore Cain, sign name Cain, and said, I have gained a man, Yahuwah. And again, she gave birth to his brother, Habal, Abel. And Habal became a keeper of what? Sheep. Pay attention. And Cain became a tiller of the what? Ground. 
What is brought during first fruits? You got the what? The fruit of the ground, the grain, the vegetables, the fruits, and also a sheep. <laughs> this goes all the way back to the beginning. Yahuwah has been doing this since the beginning. He did it with who? Cain and Abel. Watch. It's going to tell us. And it came to be in the course of time that Cain brought an offering of what? Fruit of the what? Ground to Yahuwah. Now watch how important this next one is. And a ball, sign name Abel, also brought what? Of the firstborn, the first fruits of his flock and of their fat. And Yahuwah looked to Abal and his offering, but he did not look to Cain and his offering. And Cain was wroth, was mad, and his face fell. So there we have it. The first fruits teaching was from the beginning. What does Yahuwah want? Our best. What is our first fruits? The scriptures tells us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That's your first fruit. What sacrifice? Your body, your behaviors, your worship. Do you call on the name of Yahuwah? That's the first fruit. Is he the most high? That's the first fruit. Are you immersed in his name? That's the first fruit. Do you keep his set-apart days? Or do you guard the Shabbat? That's the first fruit. Do you guard his commandments? That's the first fruit. Do you make sure to eat what is food when it comes to first fruits? That's the first fruit. Read Wayrecker chapter 11 and understand what is food and what is not food. Present your body as a living sacrifice, not doing what you want, but doing what he wants, and then he'll give you what you want. That's how powerful this message is. So when we come back and we look at this story, why was Cain not counted, his offer not counted worthy? Because he took after his first fruits, he brought Yahuwah something after he had already taken his. And that's what most people do. They bring their attention to Yahuwah after they've got their career in order, after they got their family going. It's always the after. But the scripture says, seek ye first, first fruits, the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. So the first fruits teaches us multiple lessons. So celebrate today. Like you just celebrate, hallelujah, Yahusha, for not staying in the ground, for paying the price, but not just paying the price. We don't just celebrate the death. That is to be honored. We celebrate the resurrection. So this is critical. So we go back over to Wairika, chapter 23, and now we know how to keep time. We understand that on the morrow, after the Shabbat, which was what? The Shabbat was the 15th of the real calendar month. And then today is the morrow, which is the first fruits 
festival today, and we're still in Feast of Unleavened Bread, but the next festival is the Feast of Pentecost called the Feast of Weeks. What? On the morrow after the Sabbath. See, we have to know. Because now we knew that yesterday it was the Sabbath. And now we go on the morrow, which is today. We're celebrating first fruits, but we're paying attention to the scriptures. Because it says on the morrow after the Sabbath, it told us that twice. It told us how to keep first fruits. Now it's going to tell us how to keep the Feast of Pentecost. It says, from the, from the day that you brought the sheep of the wave offering, you shall count for yourself seven complete Sabbaths. You're not going to know how to count that unless you have the right calendar. Unless you knew that yesterday was the real Shabbat and that today we're going to count from here seven Sabbaths until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath you count 50 days. Then you bring the new green offering. So now we're going to have what? Pentecost. So hopefully this lesson, I'm going to get more into this, but I'm hoping that this helped, that it, that it brought some clarity, that, that it broke it down to you. We're celebrating the feast of first fruits today. Hallelujah. There's a lot of lessons within this feast. Uh, I covered my notes I wanted to share with you, and I want you to be blessed. I want you to be honored, honorable, so that you can be honored. I want you and I want us to be able to approach the throne of Yahuwah boldly, going, we did do what you asked us to do. We ran the race. You see, what words do we want to hear? Well done, my good and faithful servant. You cannot be faithful. We just can't be faithful unless we serve him based upon how he asked us to serve him. And he's asked us to pay attention to his appointed times as shown by the real calendar based upon the sun and the moon. And if you go to our site, promotethetruth.com, we have a calendar that you can keep track of manually, and soon we'll bring out an app, but we'll keep bringing you these lessons. Make sure that you share this with somebody that needs to hear this. A lot of people confused in the world. We're not bringing any opinions in here. As you can see, we're only using scripture. I appreciate you so much. So much do I appreciate you. I know what it means to be searching. I know what it means to be looking. At the time of this recording, I'm 53 years old. At the time of this recording, it took me, I learned about Yahuwah in 2007. I'm 14 years in this journey, still learning, still growing. I learned a lot and I got a lot more I'm looking forward to learning. And I want to learn it with you, us together, as we build the kahal, the assembly, the called out ones. Now, who is calling your name? You know that to be true. You got to be obedient and you got to be a disciple. You got to take this word throughout all the nations. So share this with all those you know that need to hear this message. We love you. We honor you. Check us out more at promotethetruth.com. Take care. Bye-bye. Only promote the truth.